0: Good. Next Sunday's Easter. Did you know that? It's the, probably one of the top, well it's for sure one of the top three opportunities in the year that you have to bring people to church that wouldn't normally come. We find that Easter, Christmas, and who can guess what the third one is? Mother's Day are the top three times that you can invite folks to come to church with you that might not come otherwise. So I would encourage you to do that. Be thinking this week about who that, is not going to be in church next Sunday, and that you would love to to have in church with you and invite them. And don't just invite them, but tell them that, you know, remind them a couple times through the week and let them know that when they get here that you're going to be waiting for them at the doors and that you're going to take care of them and help them get where they're going. Don't just tell them, I'll meet you there, but make this as easy for them as you possibly can. And We're going to have an awesome time next week. I'm, I'm glad that you are here. I know that you've been told that already, but I do want to say I appreciate you. I appreciate these guys working so hard last night, getting these lights going. and uh, Hopefully, next Sunday, uh, it'll be back to normal. But if not, I think we'll be okay, okay one way or another. I told them when I was younger, 10 years ago or so, I would have stressed more about something like this. I thought about it last night, and I told Neil... I said, "Does the sound work?" He said, yeah. I said, "Well, if you don't have any lights, just pass out flashlights and let them point them at me." As I said, I don't care. I'll preach if I can see my notes. I'll preach. It doesn't matter to me. I don't care about all that. If you would get your Bible, turn to Jeremiah chapter seventeen. We're going to be looking at verse seven and eight. We're going to talk for a few minutes about a tree planted. A tree planted. Now, while you're turning to Jeremiah. I want to read Psalm chapter 1 verse 3 to you because they so coincide with one another. The psalmist says, he's talking about a specific group of people. and He says, they are like trees growing beside a stream. Trees that produce fruit in season and they always have leaves and those people succeed in everything they do. Now, who are the ones that he's referring to here? Jeremiah, Jeremiah speaks on the subject again. It's going to be the focus of our of our text today or focus of our message today. Jeremiah 17, verse 7 and 8. Jeremiah says, But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him, they will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. And it does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green, has no worries in a year of drought, and never fails to bear fruit. This is a planted tree. Now, these people that, that Psalm said uh, succeed in everything they do. And Jeremiah then said they're the blessed. Those, those people are the ones who have put their trust In God, nothing else. And they have put their confidence, and the confidence there means hope. They have put their hope in God, no one else. Nothing else, no one else. But their confidence is in God, their trust is in God, because they have learned the benefit and the security and the joy of surrendering their all to Christ. They've made Jesus not just their Savior, but they have chosen to make Him their Lord. We talked about that several weeks ago, didn't we? For several weeks, in fact, about lordship and about making Him not just Savior, but but making Him Lord. These are the people that the psalmist and Jeremiah are talking about. They're the ones that have made Christ not just Savior, but Lord of all. So you're going to find this morning in this text that the difference between a real disciple of Jesus... And someone who just claims to be that's trying to fool Jesus and trying to fool us is this, this issue of being planted. That's what we're going to find is the difference maker. The, The key to success, the key to the blessing is being planted because planted folks are secure. They are they're serious, they're sincere and they're sold out to Jesus. They're not playing games. Uh, They're not at church on Sunday morning because they're trying to make money by business contacts. They are at church because they are sold out to Jesus as their savior. So they are planted. And how many of you know that planted things don't blow away in a breeze? Planted things are connected to the ground. They're rooted and they're secure. So, for the next few minutes today, I want to point out to you the benefits of being a tree planted. According to these verses, they spell them out. Makes this message so easy for me today. All we have to do is write down these points. If, you, if you're planted by the water, if your roots are by the stream, then that means that you're rooted in good ground, that your roots are deep. That means that you have tapped into the fullness and the depth of God himself. And the results of being planted are these. Number one, no fear. If you're a person who constantly lives in fear, ask yourself the question, how planted am I? Because a planted tree Has no fear. The scripture said, it does not fear when the heat comes. Well, that's about the only time a tree would have to fear other than a strong wind. Am I right? I mean, what else does a tree have to fear? So, being the strange individual that I am with the warped sense of humor and imagination that I enjoy... I begin to think about this verse from a different angle. I tried to put myself in the tree's place, and I've never thought about things from a tree's perspective until this week. And I begin to think of myself of being a tree here in Arkansas at the end of August, when it hasn't rained for two months, and there's no rain in the forecast. And there are burn bands. And then I started thinking about what I would be saying to my neighbor trees. Is this ever going to come to an end? Are we ever going to have rain again? Can you hear the trees talking to each other? I just feel so useless and weary. I'm so thirsty. I'm discouraged by this oppressive heat wave. Is it ever going to end? And then here comes somebody underneath me to sit down, either to light something up or smoke a cigarette, and I'm saying, You idiot! Don't do that right here! Not under me! That's the last thing I want to have to worry about right now is you lighting me on fire. I got enough problems going on. How many of you all know that life has a way of bringing heat waves from time to time? How many people in this room, we, we talked about a storm several weeks back, which is not over just yet, but we're right in the middle of. Many of you are experiencing the storm. How many of you are experiencing the storm or have you within the last few weeks? You know what I'm talking about. That heat comes on. can be a discouraging and even depressing if you're not careful time when you go through the heat wave. And if you're a tree and you're standing there and you've been standing there and there is no rain and you're looking to the sky and there's no rain clouds and you're real, real thirsty, you could start being a little bit afraid. You've seen some of those trees, they get so thirsty and so dry that they just turn loose of their leaves. They can't, they can't. They just can't continue to supply any of their energy to something that isn't necessary. They're turning loose and shedding everything they can at the last ditch effort of just trying to survive this heat wave. Some of you are with me, aren't you? A tree planted, the scripture says, has no fear in the time when the heat comes. Why is that? Because a planted tree has roots. Because it has determined to plant and has stayed planted, it now has roots that go as deep or deeper than its limbs go high. And because of that, it has found a water source way down deep. And the tree that is planted, it's been there for a while, taps into that and says, you know what? I'd like for it to rain, but whether it rains or not, I have found myself a source way down deep. Y'all are still with me. I've found myself a place way down deep where I'm able to get that good drink that I need from time to time. And I don't care if it doesn't rain right now. I'm fully satisfied right here drinking in the deep. There's no fear. As as a believer, that's why it's so important. Stay planted with your roots deep. That way when those spiritual dry seasons come, you're not afraid. You know that there's water down there that you're tapped into. You don't fear the dry time. The second thing that is a great benefit about being planted is the scripture said there's no thirst. It says, if you read in the verse, it said its leaves are always green. There's no doubt in the mind of the planted tree that no matter the heat or the drought or the season, it's still going to have fresh, new, green leaves. Are you still with me today? hmm, it's constantly reproducing. It's not going to be bare. Now, this obviously wasn't a seasonal tree in Arkansas in August like we talked about a minute ago. But how many of you know that some trees stay green all year round, mainly because of where they live? You say, well, this doesn't really apply around here, Pastor. The evergreens stay green. That's just about it. I said because of where they live. If you were out on the West Coast this morning, or if you were down in Miami, if you were down in Honduras, you'd see a lot of things that are blooming and vibrant and lots of color and green and lush. It has to do with where they're planted, has to do with where they live. I'm not asking us to uproot and go move to a nicer place, though sometimes in the middle of February we all wish we were in one of those places. But the question to you spiritually is where do you live? Because if you don't have fresh life all year round, it has to do with what you're tapped into and where you're planted. I'm not talking about the town, I'm talking about the spirit. And there's something that needs to be said right here. Christians that are constantly uprooting and moving to different soil don't ever produce much. They're always looking for a better place to be planted so they never stay grounded anywhere long enough to produce leaves or fruit. Hmm. Thirsty seasons come to every church, but you know why some folks stay through the dry season and they still have new leaves? Even when a church is going through a dry season, you can find people in that church that are producing new fresh leaves. You know why that is? Because they've tapped into something a lot deeper, like we said a minute ago. They've planted, determined to stay planted. They've put down roots that have and allowed those roots to stay there long enough to keep growing until they reached that fertile soil way down there and that water source. You can't experience that type of depth if you move around a lot. Just try it this summer. Plant a little tree. Leave it there for a month or so, and then go out there and jerk it up and move it someplace else in the yard. Do that all summer long. See what it looks like long about July. Oh, you said that paints a picture for me. Withered up, dried up, dead Saying things like, I wish I could find some good soil to plant in. When everywhere it's been, there was good soil if they would have went deep enough. Somebody say amen. I hear people say all the time, couldn't stay at our last church, just wasn't getting fed. People that aren't getting fed are lazy. You want me to tell you why? Because when I'm hungry, I feed myself. If I sat around up in my high chair screaming, waiting for Deb to come bring me something, put my bib on, sitting up there waiting for her to bring my bib, screaming for my bottle, I wouldn't look like I do today. You know why I'm so big and strong and robust? (laughs) Because I like chocolate. And one of the reasons for it, too, is because I choose to get up And find myself some eggs and some bacon every once in a while. I find myself a biscuit. I don't wait on somebody to bring me a bottle of skim milk. I'll find myself some steak every once in a while, Jerry. I I don't wait on. If I go to a restaurant and they don't have what I want, I don't have to worry that I'm going to starve the rest of the week because in my mind I'm thinking, that's all right, I'll eat again in a couple hours. You see where I'm going, don't you? These trees that are constantly planting something is because they have decided to root down deep enough... And allow themselves to produce something. They're being constantly fed. They're constantly receiving nourishment and water. And the strength that they need. And the nutrients that they need. And it has nothing to do with what the preacher preached on Sunday. That was just icing on the cake. But they ate the cake all week long. I'm talking about trees that are planted. Hmm. Constant moving never allows a plant to take a solid root so it can never produce anything of great value. If you want your leaves to be green and fresh, you got to get planted. And if you do that, the scripture said, once you're planted, you need not fear that your leaves will be green. The third great reason for being planted is the scripture said, because then you have no worries. It goes on, it says, this tree has no worries in the year of drought. Wow. The reason I say wow is because I thought about it this way. No worries, even in a drought that lasts for a year. Because it said it has no worries in a year of drought. A drought for a year. What if it didn't rain for a year? What would you do? What would you do in this church if we didn't have one of those kinds of days like we have every once in a while? If we didn't have one of them in over a year, how many of y'all would still be here? Or would you be that one after six months says, you know, I, they just don't, they don't do like they used to down there. They, they just ain't having church like they used to. I'm going to find a church that's having church. I'll tell you something, when you hop around to find a church that's having church, you're not going to be satisfied because no church has like that every week if it's real. A church is a living organism, and as a living thing, it goes through seasons and cycles just like your body does. So in a church cycle, you're going to see times where there's growth, where there's revival, you're going to see times where it just levels out and people are digging down and getting in the word and being discipled. You're going to see times of the miraculous. You're going to see times that it's dry. You're going to get to see all those things. And if you stay here as long as I have, you'll see them lots and lots and lots of times in 22 years. You know what keeps those of us that's been here a long time around here? Every time the season comes through of renewal and we start drinking in that new fresh rain, we're like, man, I'm glad I stayed. I remember this. This is one of my favorite seasons. Then there's somebody out there that hears, oh, it's raining again at Trinity. And here they jerk up their roots and get their kids and come running over to get in the middle of a rainstorm. Woo! I'm preaching this morning. It's quiet. The reason there's no worries for this planted tree is because chances are, having been right where it's at, it's seen droughts like this before. And they know that moving won't make it rain. Fretting and worrying, nothing's going to make it rain. God makes it rain when he knows it's time for it to rain. The person that's truly learned to to trust God can say with Job, hey, even if it kills me, I'm sticking with God in this thing. Now, why does he say it? Because he's seen these kinds of times before. Though these seasons are uncomfortable, they're not really all that uncommon if you've been around a while. Somebody say amen. Just stay rooted where you are. Stay close to the water. You certainly don't want to uproot now and go looking for rain when deep down below there's a stream that's always running. Where are you going anyway? If you're a tree that's planted, you have no worries. Number four is said you'll have no failure. Look at the verse. It never fails to bear fruit. This tree that is planted Never fails in production, no matter what the weather's happening, no matter the condition, doesn't matter the circumstance or the season. This particular tree just keeps on producing. Trees of its own family may be suffering, they may be failing and dying and not producing fruit. Yet this one is. What's the difference between them? Again, it's about where they're planted. And God, I'm going to tell you something. God loves this planted tree. And I'm going to show you why right now. I want to remind you of a time in Jesus' life just a few days before his mock trial, crucifixion, death, and resurrection. these I want you to get this in your mind. Here we are with Jesus as one of his disciples. We're on our way into Jerusalem. Jesus has been telling us, here's what's fixing to happen, guys. Get ready. I mean, it's on his mind. It's paramount. He knows what's getting ready to happen within just a few days. Yet Jesus stops long enough to curse a fig tree. You'd be thinking he's got other things on his mind that are much more important than stopping to look at a fig tree that's not producing figs. He's walking along with his guys. They're hungry. He sees a fig tree. It ought to have figs on it. It's mature enough. It's been there long enough. It should be producing fruit. So he stops to get some figs. And there are no figs. And he is so angry that he curses the fig tree. Next day when they come by, it's dead. It's withered up. Disciples are like, I don't want to get him mad at me. Don't get him mad at you. Look what he did to that poor tree. Poor tree. Poor tree wasn't doing anything. Hang on a minute. Listen to this now. That poor tree wasn't doing anything. It was just standing there. Minding its own business. Just standing there. Like all the other fig trees. Wasn't bothering nobody. Wasn't doing anything. It's just standing there sucking up water like the other trees. Sucking up nutrients like the other trees. And having no figs unlike the other trees. Boy, y'all are smart. You stay so far ahead of me, I can't keep up with you. Mm. What's going on here, Jesus? I learned a lesson from this. Apparently, the way to anger God is to be a fig tree, to look like a fig tree, to claim to be a fig tree, and not have any figs. That'll preach, won't it? Stand here and tap his pulpit a minute till that, till that sinks in. Let's let that water get down in the soil a minute. Is I know a lot of people that look like fig trees. Claim to be fig trees. Been standing around acting like fig trees for a long time. But there's no figs. Apparently this is the one of the best ways to anger God. I mean really anger God. Some trees just don't produce fruit, yet that's the reason for their existence. I want you to understand something with me for a minute. If you'll stay with me for just a couple more minutes, I want you to understand that the reason you are on this planet is not to be happy. The reason you're on this planet is not so that you will fulfill your purpose. You have been created and I have been created for one reason only. To fulfill the purpose of God in our life. That's it. The sooner we would get this in our spirit, the happier we would be in our existence. The problem is we spend our lives trying to get God to do for us what we want done so we'll be happy, so we won't have stress, so we won't have problems, so we won't have health issues, so we won't have bills, because we want God to get all this done for us because we're good enough to be his kids. Where he's saying, no, I'm good enough to accept you as my children. Die to yourself. Live as unto me if I need you to be a gnarled up branch. In order to do what I need you to do, then be a gnarled up branch. How am I going to do that, Lord? It hurts being gnarled up branch. Then he says, pray until you can get good with my will for your life. Because I want you to produce fruit, and you can't produce fruit like I want the fruit. You want fruit. You want easy fruit that I would give you. You want me to just put fruit on your limbs, but that's not how it works. I want you to produce fruit for me. So I have given you the wherewithal to do that. See, I have to come to a realization. Yes, God cares about my needs. Yes, I can pray and ask Him for healing and guidance and direction. I can ask Him for all these things because I'm a child. How else would I know to react to the Lord? I mean, I can simply talk to Him the way that I am created. So I cry out to Him in my my frailty and in my weakness. And I don't understand like an adult should. I just understand like I understand. And so I cry out the way I cry out. But God says, keep praying. Keep coming to me. It's going to get through after. After a while, you're going to grow up to the point that you realize that you are here to get planted, to get deep, to get strong, to produce fruit. That's it. And if you produce fruit, oh, I'm real happy with you. If you produce fruit, I'll always make sure that you have the water underneath you. That you have the nutrients. under, Because as long as you're producing fruit, I'm going to make sure you can produce fruit. But Lord, I don't want to produce fruit. I just want to look good and I want to go to heaven. And I want to do what I want to do. And I want you to bless me the whole time I'm here. And I don't want to ever have any problems or any negative situations in my life. I just And God says, that's not it. Prune, prune, prune. Because anything that doesn't produce fruit. Huh? Now, why is it that God would say to a tree that doesn't produce figs, I'm cursing you die because he doesn't want it using up his resources anymore if it's not going to do its job. So, this poor fig tree is no more. Any branch that doesn't produce gets pruned away from the vine so that it won't suck the life away from the branches that are producing. If you're not producing, you're in danger. But but it's okay because the way to produce is to get planted. It's okay if you come to the realization of I am that fig tree about that close to getting cursed. God still loves you. That's why this is the message for today. And he says to you, I still love you. I'm not about to prune you and throw you in the fire. You're valuable. You're way too valuable to me. I just got to train you a little different. I got to get you. I got to get you growing a little. I got to get you up on a trellis. I got to get you pointed going in the right way. Because you're still too valuable to me. To just cut off and throw in the fire. If you'll heed me. So let me leave you today. With three simple Statements. Of advice. Now that you've heard this word, now that you understand the benefit of a being a tree planted, I'm going to give you three simple statements. Write these down. Look at this this next week over and over. Every time you open your Bible, put it someplace where you're open and you'll see it. The first statement that I would leave you with after having heard this word is this: Get planted in good soil near a healthy stream. If this isn't that place, then go find it. Pastor, that sounds crazy. I thought pastors are always trying to get everybody to stay at their church. Well, I'd love for everybody to stay at our church. But I'm asking God to send people to our church that have the vision and, the, and, the, and the, 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 that are like-minded, that are full of the Holy Spirit, that, that want to do something for God. I'm not asking God to send people here that are disgruntled with other churches. I'm not asking God to send people here that are used to sitting someplace and are looking for a new place to sit. I'm asking for God to send people here that are saying, hey, I'm either unchurched, newly churched, never been to church, or else I just moved to town looking for a church, or else it truly is the Lord saying I'm supposed to move and help you, but I don't need anybody to come and watch me. I got lots of folks around me watching me. I'm, I'm asking for God to send people here that will go out in the highways and the hedges and compel people to come in because I'm convinced that there's still no other way to build the kingdom of God than for people to do it the way Jesus said. Pancake breakfasts are cool. Billboards are awesome. But I'm going to tell you something. There's one way that Jesus said to build the church. He went out to them. He went and found them sitting around wells, standing in the field, out there at the lake or the pond or the river. He went to the people and he brought the message to them. I can't find one pancake breakfast in the New Testament. Whether it's a church, the New Testament church got together and said, I think this is the way to evangelize the lost. We'll do a massive pancake breakfast. We won't invite anybody. We'll just put up big signs. And absolutely nobody will come. Except for the parents of the kids making the pancakes. God intends for trees that are planted to grow up and down get deep get tall get big get strong produce branches that are strong enough for the weak to hang on fruit that people can eat living things can come and be secure in be a planted mature tree it's not just going to be here for a spring like a pretty flower, and then gone next year, but a tree that'll be here year after year, through season after season, no matter what the weather does, after forest fires go through and tornadoes and all kinds of stuff go through, and that big old tree still just standing there with nests in its branches and fruit hanging off of its limbs. And big old green leaves. And God says, "That's. What I love and I don't mind producing resources way down deep for that. So get planted in good soil near a healthy stream number two. Now enjoy the productivity and the security of that decision. Once you've made that decision wherever that place is that you say I'm going to plant whether that's here or there. Once you get there and that's where you're going then plant and then enjoy that decision. Because in that decision, if you've chosen a good place, then you're going to be productive and you're going to be secure. It's a safe place. And number three, how many times have I given this as a word of advice to young ministers that are coming up and are saying, man, how, when's it, when am I going to get to, you know, here I am. When am I going to get to do what God called me to do? How come I can't do it today? This is my last statement of advice. Bloom and produce where you are planted. Pastor, one of these days when I get a little older, I'm going to graduate from here. and I'm going to go to Bible college. And when I get out, I'm going to go do this. And I'm going to go do that. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go do that. But your ministry starts today. It doesn't start. You Say, well, when I when I'm certain age, I'll do this. No. If God is calling you, then bloom and produce right now. Right where you are. And for all of you that are like, man, I'm just ready to go. I want to, I'm going to be in the ministry someday. I'm going to be a missionary. Well, be one now. Well, I can't. I'm going to Africa. Well, then be one now. God's called me to preach. Then start preaching. Well, I can't. I'm not as old as you. I don't have a place to do it. I don't have hundreds of people to stand up and preach to. That's okay. You don't start that way. Preach where you can. Make yourself available. Make yourself available. Because once you make yourself available, then eventually, if you're good at what you do, you become indispensable. And then they can't get along without you, so they'll have to find a way to keep you. And then God will always put you where he wants you. But bloom right now. Plant right now. Produce right now. Cause he that is faithful what in a few things God makes him ruler over many. He don't give them the many. David don't start killing giants. He starts off shooting a slingshot at bears and whatever culprit might wander into the camp. Start where you're at, bloom where you're at, produce right now. These are the benefits of being a, a tree planted is that it's, you're safe, you're secure to do that. You put the roots down, you're receiving what you need, you don't have any worries, you have no fear. All the, God's taking care of all those things. Just Now just go to work and be that productive fig tree that when Jesus comes by, when he comes by, how many times did he go by that tree? I don't know. But but on the day that he comes your way and he wants to use you, be ready. Have lots of figs. Become a tree that's planted by a healthy stream with deep roots. Lord, I thank you. I praise you for your word. God, I want to be a tree planted. I always want to be that. I I know that we can be so much beneficial when we're strong. So much more difficult for a storm to tear up a mighty oak than it is for it to, to, to tear up a little old bitty Easter lily or something. God, I just ask you, let this word get in our heart. Let this seed get in our spirit. It may not be the best way to grow our church, Lord, when I'm telling folks to go find a place to get planted. Maybe it's not here. I want it to be, but, Lord, I may be running them off. I'm not trying. But, God, I do want all of us, everyone who calls this home, to plant, to get secure, to get strong, to be productive. Lord, I know you want to reach northwest Arkansas and the surrounding area and then ultimately the world God we're a part of that but you can't do that with a bunch of little saplings Lord we've got to be strong plant us use us root us I thank you for your word that you supply God it it is the thing by which we take that nutrient it is the thing by which we grow deeper into plant us in the word Everybody in this room that would say, this message is for me one way or another. I'm planted or I'm not. I'm planted, but I want to be deeper. I'm not planted at all, but I need to be deeper. Whatever the situation, whatever that might be, we've turned this into a house of prayer. I want everybody in this room to take a moment and commit this word to your spirit. Right there where you're at, you can stand, you can sit, you can go out in the aisles, you can come down here to the altar, you can kneel around these steps, around the front seats wherever you want to go but I want you to take your notes with you and I want you to to just get down on your knees or, or if you can't sitting right where you're at somehow somehow lock yourself in with God for a minute and go over this word and ask the Holy Spirit what He would say to you pertaining to the areas where you need to become more planted will you do that? Neil, lead us. Everybody find yourself a place and let's pray for a few minutes.